Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition. It's a very special edition coming to you live from the Mediterranean island of Malta. But first, a message about goal setting. Goal setting is one of the most important aspects to achieving anything in life. If you don't know where you're going, you might end up someplace else. I'd like to invite you to join me for three days on the Mexican Riviera for an intensive goal setting retreat so that you start your 2020 with energy, purpose, focus, and momentum. The annual goal setting retreat will take place over the first weekend in December on the beautiful Mexican Riviera. Registration will open up on July 31st. If you're interested in learning more, send an email to goals at victorjm.com and you'll be among the first to have the opportunity to join me in Mexico. We keep these retreats small and intimate. This event will sell out. Send an email to goals at victorjm.com. That's goals at victorjm.com. We're back on today's show. We're coming to you live on location in Malta. We're talking about heritage properties and what to do with a heritage property that respects the historical significance of the property and still has the possibility of being useful in the 21st century. I'm taking you on a small walking tour in the ancient city of Valletta, the capital. This island is in the middle of the Mediterranean and it's located between Sicily and Libya. The entire country is pretty small. It's about the size of the island of Montreal. Over the centuries, the island was occupied by numerous invading armies, probably because of its strategic location in the Mediterranean. Whoever controls Malta could control shipping in the Mediterranean, dividing the east and the west. The language itself is a mix of different cultures. It's a mix of Arabic, Italian, and now more recently English. Many of the buildings in the walled city of Valletta date back to 1575. The city was established by the Knights Hospitaller. In the 11th century, the Knights of Malta, known as the Knights Hospitaller, established a hospital in Jerusalem to care for the pilgrims of any religious faith or race. The work of the Hospitallers grew in fame, and in 1113, Pope Pascal II officially recognized the monastic community as a lay religious order. The Pope identified the Hospitaller Gerard as the order's founder, together with an established group of monks, who are still at the heart of the Order of Malta today. There's about 13,500 Knights of Malta around the world, still part of the organization. Throughout the centuries, a number of members coming from all over Europe continued to grow and contribute to the strength of the Order, who established their presence in Rhodes in 1310. As it turns out, my family on my father's side actually grew up in Rhodes. They lived in Rhodes from the early 1500s after escaping Spain during the Spanish Inquisition. The Knights of St. John came to Malta after leaving Rhodes in 1522 where they were defeated by the Ottoman Empire and they were basically given the opportunity to escape to Sicily where they did not establish a permanent home base. In 1530, the King of Spain gave the Knights the right to settle on the islands of Malta and Gozo and that's how the Knights ended up here in Malta. And the Knights remained here in Malta until 1798. After the Great Siege of 1565, the Knights set about an ambitious project to build the walled, fortified city of Valletta. They were starting to get a little bit tired of being conquered. Pope Pius IV sent his foremost engineer, a gentleman by the name of Francesco Laparelli, to build the city as both a fortress to defend Christendom and as a cultural masterpiece. It's a unique example of Baroque architecture, and Valletta has been designated a World Heritage City. I'm looking out at the moment over the Grand Harbor, which is a natural harbor. It's one of the 
most protected deep water harbors in the Mediterranean. There's a couple of cruise ships here in port today, as well as some commercial vessels, a couple of ferry boats, and of course a number of luxury yachts. The city itself is an example of modern day planning for its time, and it's actually built on a grid system, very common throughout the United States today, but it was very unusual at that time. And in particular, what was unique about this design was the accommodation for both water and sanitation. That was unheard of at that particular time. And when you look at the buildings that exist here today, many of them are four to 500 years old. And what do you do when you have a building that was built before the advent of vehicles, before electricity, before running water? How do you take a building like that that is a heritage building, it's gotta be protected, and make it useful today in the 21st century. Today, Valletta has about 6,400 permanent residents and of course, many tens of thousands of visitors every day. At the base of the walled city, there are a series of caves along the water. Historically, these caves belonged to the fishermen who used them as a shore base. The workshops and storage sheds are no longer used by the fishermen. Many of them have been converted into waterfront restaurants. The original wooden doors are still there because they're of historical significance. The new use of the property was never contemplated in the past. Again, there was no electricity, no running water, no air conditioning, no cooking gas. How do you add those things in and still preserve the historical significance of the buildings? The walls are made of solid limestone. You're not permitted to drill into the stone to hide the electrical wire, so new products had to be developed, whereby the baseboard along the bottom of the wall also doubles as an electrical conduit. Some buildings have been repurposed as a museum, which by definition should showcase the historical elements of the building, and of course the contents which are on display. Many people don't know that the very popular TV series Game of Thrones is actually recorded here in Malta. It's recorded in the old walled city of Emdina. Part of it is also recorded in Ireland, but Malta is one of the key places where the show is recorded. One of the largest impacts on the historical buildings has been the increase in the acidity in the rainwater over the last 50 years. It's caused a lot of erosion in the stone, and in many cases, the structural integrity of the rock's been compromised. It's pretty common to see individual stone blocks replaced with newly cut limestone blocks. If you happen to be the owner of a heritage property, you've got a lot of restrictions in terms of what you can do with it. You've got to preserve many of the original features of the property. You can't just go changing things as you wish. You don't really own the property. You're really just a steward of the property. I mean, think about it. When a property has been in existence for 500 years, we're talking about a property that has seen at least 16 generations of families live, grow up, and die in that same location. Changes and improvements to the property have to be approved by a conservation architect, and even simple things like the addition of air conditioning has to be done very carefully. You don't want the air conditioning condenser out on the front of the building where it might represent both the source of noise as well as a visual disruption to the property. Dealing with heritage properties is not something we have to deal with very frequently in North America, but it's something that's increasingly common in Europe as governments and conservation authorities pay much, much closer attention to preserving the history that exists here in Europe. If you haven't had the opportunity to visit a place like Malta or ancient Rome or Jerusalem, it's really worth taking the time to visit, to spend time to really appreciate the history of these amazing places. I'm here in front of Jeff's Bakery. This is a small single window bakery here in the walled city of Valletta. 
Jeff has a number of different products for sale here this morning. He's been working in the bakery since four this morning. He's got a particular delicacy called pastizzi. Now, pastizzi is a flaky pastry. It's a little bit like a French croissant uh, with a lot of butter, uh, but it's a filled pastry. The most traditional pastizzi has either ricotta as a filling or a mixture of peas and potatoes, and they call that piselli. So those are the, the two most common choices, either piselli or ricotta. They're an absolute bargain. They're only 50 cents each, and they are the most amazing thing to have for breakfast. Now, in a city like Valletta, where you have a tremendous number of tourists coming in each and every day, it's important that the use of the property isn't going to be too hard on the buildings. It's not going to be having to deal with too much foot traffic where you're going to erode the stone and things like that. You've really got to pay very close attention to preserving the legacy of these magnificent, magnificent buildings. Not something we have to think about too often in North America. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.